The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about how to leverage the world's biggest video search engine, YouTube. Joining us is Nate Woodbury, who is the owner of Be The Hero Studios, which is a video production agency that helps their clients grow their YouTube following and turn their channels into lead generation machines that can generate up to seven figures of revenue. Yesterday, Nate told us a little bit about how he outsources his content production and why YouTube is such a valuable channel for marketers. And today we're going to discuss how to leverage your YouTube channel as an influencer lead generation machine. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Nate Woodbury, owner of Be The Hero Studios. Nate, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Happy to be here. It's great to have you back on the show. We covered a lot of ground yesterday, everything from how you do your content production, how you're outsourcing a lot of that work to the Philippines. You have a 14-person member team that's doing all of your video creation, your editing, your transcriptions. And then we talked a little bit about how you're marketing your clients' content, and most of that is through organic search. I think the rest of the conversation here needs to be focused on, great, so we build these YouTube channels and we're getting these subscribers. So what's the output for the customers? Why are people actually developing YouTube channels outside of there's some ad revenue to be gleaned? How are people creating value out of building subscribers and getting viewed on YouTube? Well, ultimately, I think it comes down to the word influence. I come from a world of coaching and speaking. I used to provide website design services for coaches and speakers. And I started getting fascinated by this world of YouTube. And I saw all these people that weren't entrepreneurs at first, but by building a following on YouTube, they're like, oh, I'm now a business owner. And oh, now I'm a public speaker because they get invited to go speak places. So I started creating a vision of how these two worlds could come together. And I've just found a huge, huge opportunity where you can build a following of people who love you, who like you, who really trust you and who want to buy from you. So all you have to do is just at the end of your video, say, hey, and if you're interested in more information, go ahead and click the link below. I want to give you my free book or I want to give you access to this. And it becomes a huge lead generation machine. And because YouTube is such a huge promoter of your content, you're being seen by millions and millions of people who otherwise would have never heard of you before. 
which is the reason why I started a podcast, YouTube, very similar, obviously different level of fidelity, but I was running a marketing consulting business and I basically had run out of networking contacts. I had talked to everybody that I could to try to sell consulting services and I needed to meet more people. So I started to create a podcast. The goal for me was to create top of funnel content to make introductions. And you've sort of highlighted that there are multiple steps in the funnel, not just, hey, you're going to gain awareness, but you're going to be able to distribute content, build relationships, and eventually drive some sales. Walk me through how you think about the different types of content and the purposes that they have in the context of a marketing funnel. Well, certainly. Everything that we've talked about so far, the YouTube episodes, they're all educational and they're all right at the very beginning of that funnel. So most of our views are coming from people who've never heard of us before, but have questions. And our videos are providing answers to that question. And our invitation at the end of our videos is, hey, subscribe. Or, hey, if you found value in this video, there's another episode that you'll probably enjoy as well. So I'd say 70% of our invitations are just to go watch another video. YouTube likes that, by the way, when you get people to stick around. So the call to action for your videos is not direct sales. You're not trying to introduce yourself or your customers as a brand and then trying to drive them directly into purchase. You're really trying to get them hooked on the content you're producing. So tell me why you're driving people to just consume your content. You know, why is that more important than actually getting their contact information or just trying to sell directly? Well, when we film 20 episodes at a time, four or five of those episodes will have a call to action to a lead magnet. And the other videos are just going to direct people to those videos that lead people to the lead magnet. So that is our goal to collect information. When we're posting five episodes a week or 20 episodes in a month, we're really wanting to build that solid relationship, really build that connection and have them become a lead eventually. Anytime you send traffic away from YouTube to another website, such as Facebook or my own website, you do get penalized. So you want as little penalties as possible so that YouTube will promote you as much as possible. You can get your own website approved and that drastically reduces the penalty you get. And it's definitely worth the penalty. You know, if they're going to become your own lead and they're going to join your own list, it's definitely worth it. And the sales presentation, we don't put that on the YouTube channel. We put that on the website or the sales funnel, the sales page, because people are expecting to get the sales pitch there. In the beginning, they're seeing the value. They're seeing your expertise really building that trust with you. And then when they go to their website, they're expecting to like find all about your services and what it costs and how they can buy now. So the cadence for your calls to action is you're trying to daisy chain the content together. Somebody comes and checks out your video on Monday. You want them to come back and check out Tuesday's videos and you get them all the way through to Friday. And that's when you're dropping them with a different call to action saying, hey, you've consumed a fair amount of this content go ahead and visit our website, right? Here's the lead magnet or some sort of way to get them to a page where you're going to start getting contact information from them. That's right. And I'll add on to that, that you can plan out a sequence like that. But in reality, people aren't going to view it in sequence because a video that I post today, somebody might find six months from now. And then the video that I'll link it to at that point might be one of our best performing videos because we'll look at the analytics and say, this video right here is getting a lot of people to opt in for the lead magnet. So we'll take that video and that'll be the one that we're referring people back to. It's like, let's just keep sending people to that specific video. 
And because everything that we're creating is evergreen, it's going to last for years and years. I'm not so strategic about a specific sequence about Monday. This is what goes out. This is what's going to go out on Friday. But we are thinking about that kind of a little bit more loosely in general. Okay. So you're taking content that you know that has a great conversion rate and you're starting to drive all of the other content that's really educational to that content, knowing that you can have some sort of positive throughput. Once you get somebody off of YouTube, you know, one of your five videos has the link to a website, some sort of lead magnet form. A, what's the content or the landing page experience? And B, you know, what are you asking them for? Yeah. So initially it's giving them something for free or a free plus shipping offer to give them something of great value for either free or such a low cost so that we get their contact information. And then after that, uh, we use ClickFunnels. And ClickFunnels, you know, allows you to have upsells and downsells. Um, they're now on our email list. Ultimately, the bulk of our revenue comes from our telemarketing team. And I'm involved on the Chris Crone channel with this process. He's got a full team. And so, well, yeah, we're generating five to $600,000 a month in revenue. Majority of that, the leads come from YouTube through ClickFunnels, but it does take a phone call follow-up to really generate that high of a volume. Right. So you're capturing contact information by offering something for free. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Talk to me about what some of those offers are, mostly if you're some sort of a service provider or you have a digital product. How do you give something away for free that has enough value to get contact information? Well, Chris, he gives away a book. So in his case, he's tried doing an audiobook before and it worked. He's tried a digital download, an ebook, but what he's actually found is working better and getting higher quality leads is a free plus shipping book. So he'll just charge them seven or eight bucks for the actually the printing and the shipping costs. He doesn't take a profit on that and he ships that out. For me, I've got a mini course. So I give people my keyword research mini course and that's something that they can access on their phone. My friend Michelle, she created a monetize your magic playbook. 
And that was also an online digital resource. And so it's really you want to create something that's easy to deliver, that you can deliver at extremely low cost, but that will be highly valued, you know, that will be worth paying for if somebody did pay for it, because then people are willing to give you their information in exchange. I think the important thing here is that the businesses that you're working are established business that have a model where they can afford to pay or distribute content off the bat. The real estate business is set up that, you know, I'm sure that the lifetime value of a customer is higher than the eight bucks for the book that you're going to be giving away for free. So there is something that is interesting about this. There is an investment that someone has to make in doing the lead capture. You have to create the course. You have to ship the book. How do people rationalize that investment in time, production value, shipping costs, printing to be able to rationalize, you know, the lead generation? Well, I had a conversation with somebody this week. And in her case, my challenge to her is before we start on YouTube, she needs to develop that economic engine. She needs to get her business to a point where she knows what she's selling. She knows what she's selling it for and she knows who she's selling it to and it's working. Once she's got some momentum, she's got some revenue coming in, then we can make projections. We can say, okay, this is what will happen if we add YouTube into the mix. But if we're at a place where I'm brand new, I want to be famous on YouTube, I want to build a following, I want to be influential, and then I can sell stuff, it is possible, but how are you going to get there? You know, How are you going to survive in the meantime? And that's just not really realistic. So it's important to build that economic engine first. I think the important part here is you need to have a path to monetization. You have to have an existing business before you can A, rationalize the cost of content production for YouTube, and B, the cost of the actual lead generation acquisition, right? You can drive a lot of leads, but if you can't monetize them, you're just burning cash. I guess the last question is, once you have you know these leads that are captured, you're getting contact information. What's the process for turning them from email addresses and phone numbers to dollars? Really, it takes having a sales conversation. They already know you. They love you. They want your help. So it's a matter of having that conversation with them and matching what you have if there is a match to them purchasing that. So I think if we walk back through the funnel, you think about awareness building being something that YouTube is helping you do, right? And your call to action is to get consumers into the habit of consuming your content, right? Your daisy chaining content and your call to action for the most part is going to be, hey, consume more content. You need multiple impressions to build credibility. And at some point, according to Nate, the cadence is one out of every five episodes. You're saying, okay, if you've watched these five episodes or if you watch five episodes total, now I'm going to try to drive you to some sort of lead magnet where you're gaining contact information. And then you have to follow up in either directly through telemarketing, email marketing, click funnels, right? There's the process of doing ongoing engagement to try to drive somebody from a lead to a customer. So Nate, you have to have an existing business. You have to be able to afford to do your content production. You have to have the resources and the engine to actually monetize those customers. Are there any other quicker or supplemental paths to monetization from YouTube outside of lead generation that you've used? Well, there are definitely other ways that people are making money on YouTube. For example, I made $13,000 last month from YouTube ads. Right, So this is not any work that I did, no lead generation on my part, but YouTube put ads next to my videos. 
And that's a monetization strategy that a lot of people have. Instead of creating a product or a service, they want to build a YouTube following so that they can just get paid by YouTube. The reality is it takes millions of views to make thousands of dollars. And how long does it take you to get to millions of views? Typically, three and a half years. So that's definitely not a quicker option, (laughs) but it's an option that is there. It's a possibility. If you've got content that's more entertaining than the content I create, the content I create is more educational and more how-to, but if you can create more entertaining content, it'll have a much wider audience than perhaps you could get there sooner. I have a friend. Unfortunately, he recently passed away. His channel is living on with a team that he built around him. But we were having a conversation maybe two years ago. He had built his channel to 10 million subscribers. And at the time, my biggest channel, the one that's at 500,000 now, was only at 60,000 subscribers. And yet, we were making more money with our channel through lead generation than he was making through ads and through sponsorships. He was making an average of a few hundred thousand dollars a month. And we were making, at that time, about $400,000 a month with a channel that was microscopic in comparison. So I like to paint a proper picture so that you kind of know what's realistic. What are the expectations? Is like, yeah, I want to make money through ads. Well, know that you can and study somebody who has and figure out how long did it take them to get to this point. I think the quickest way to make money through YouTube is to sell a course. I've got a lot of clients that are public speakers and they're hoping that they can build their YouTube channel so that they'll get more speaking engagements. And we found that that does work over time. I mean, Paul Jenkins, he didn't get his first keynotes from YouTube for at least a year and a half after launching the channel. He's getting lots of keynotes now, but before then, we needed another way to monetize it. And a course is a way that you'll be able to monetize it a lot quicker. Nate, before we move on, just let me say sorry for your loss. And at least your friend who passed was able to live on through some of the content that he created. I appreciate you sharing the stories with us. And before we let you go, are there any last thoughts or tips you have for people that are trying to cut the line, trying to get ahead, that are going to launch a YouTube channel? Obviously, it takes time, it takes investment, but what are some of the ways that they can get ahead? Yeah, let me share with you the secret formula that I discovered. This is what the YouTube algorithm will require for it to promote you. Now, if you've listened this far on this podcast, it's been worth it, all right? This works every time. There has not been one exception. And if you follow these four ingredients, at four months, your YouTube channel will have a huge surge of views and subscribers. We call that a spike. And just to quantify that, I had one channel that was averaging between 500 and 1,000 views a day. It kind of fluctuated, but somewhere in that range. Then we had a spike of 10,000 views in a single day. And we had that for a couple of days. A few weeks later, we had another spike up to 35,000 views in a day. So here are the four ingredients. In yesterday's episode, we talked about keyword research before filming. To do that, that's ingredient number one. Ingredient number two is your episodes need to be 10 to 12 minutes in length. That's the perfect length for how-to content on YouTube. It keeps people around long enough that YouTube will send more and more people to your videos. The third ingredient is you need to have an average view duration of 45% or higher. That means you just need to have valuable content, but also you can be strategic. At the beginning of your video, if you give away your whole secret and then you want people to stay for the remaining 10 minutes, it's probably not going to happen. But if at the beginning of your video, you let people know, okay, here's what I'm going to talk about first. Here's what I'm going to talk about in the middle. Here's what I'm going to talk about at the end. Then we think, ah, yeah, I do want to stay for the full 10 minutes. That's ingredient number three having people stick around for at least 45% of your videos. And then ingredient number four, kind of talked about this, you want to launch five episodes per week. 
without fail, every channel that I follow those four ingredients on, when you get to that four month mark, you'll experience a huge spike. And to say that another way, that's when YouTube starts to heavily promote you. And so, yeah, this is an organic strategy. I'm starting out showing up in search. But when YouTube starts to take you and it's as if you've paid YouTube to start promoting you to new audiences, it's just as exciting. You really experience a lot of growth of subscribers. And even when you come back down on the other side of that spike, you're at a brand new baseline. You've got a whole new growth of subscribers. We had one spike take a channel from 80,000 subscribers to 160,000 subscribers over five weeks. And uh, we've never looked back since on that channel. Do your keyword research, right? Make sure that you're building content that people want to consume, create videos that are the right format, publish consistently, get your videos consumed over 45% and you got YouTube magic. All right, Nate, thanks so much for giving us your advice and appreciate you being our guest on the show. Yeah, you're very welcome. Okay, and that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Nate Woodbury, the owner of Be The Hero Studios, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Nate, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is YouTuberNate, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E-R-N-A-T-E. Or you could visit his website, which is BeTheHeroStudios.com. Also, his YouTube handle is Nate Woodbury. Just one link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes, the contact information for our guests. You could sign up for our once a week newsletter, which gives you updates on all the content we publish. And you can also send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, basically everywhere. Or you can reach out to me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.